Yeah, so Russell Wilson has to do better. Let me change that. He must do better. Okay? Here's the thing. You can't you can't get the superstar rhythm when everything's going your way when the team wins, even if you're not the main cause for the team winning. But when the team loses and they fall short, you know, you can't get that superstar rhythm without getting the superstar blues. You know, we had this problem with the whole Chris Paul thing, you know, where Chris Paul, you know, whenever whenever the Phoenix Suns would win a game, even if he wasn't even planning the game or even when, if he had a terrible game, guess what? The mere presence of Chris Paul allows Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and Coach Monty Williams to be better at their jobs. Really? Chris Paul is awesome. He is great. First ballot Hall of Famer for sure, whether if he gets a ring or not. But you cannot give him credit whenever they win games and he's not playing or if he has a bad game. And see, whenever they lose games that he plays in, guess what? The blame is placed on everyone else. It's not placed on Chris Paul. Why does Chris Paul deserve so much protection? Why does Russell Wilson deserve so much protection? Yeah, they're likable guys. Nobody's questioning their character. I'm pretty sure they're great guys, great men, as far as I know. Now, I don't know what they do behind closed doors. That's none of my business. Hopefully, it's nothing illegal. But the thing about it is, though, is that, you know, people saying, you know, the game against the Vikings, right? Russell Wilson. Well, you know, before the game against the Vikings, let's talk about the game against the Tennessee Titans. Okay. You saw what Aaron Rodgers. Number one. Okay. You saw what Aaron Rodgers did against the San Francisco 49ers defense, which is a good defense. 37 seconds left. No timeouts. He drives down the field. Get his team in field goal range. Kick the field goal. Now, Russell Wilson had that same situation two weeks ago against the Tennessee Titans. But he had two timeouts. About 40 seconds left. Okay, couldn't even get down the field, look lost out there. All right. Then he got the ball in overtime. Guess what? Look lost on that drive. So it's like, you know, we can't put you better than Aaron Rodgers if you can't do the things that Aaron Rodgers is doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of Russell Wilson being a top five quarterback or top three, maybe he's top 10 and there's nothing wrong with that. No shame in that. But everybody's saying, all right, the defense is not this, the defense is not that. Yeah. Normally, Pete Carroll's defense, since the Legion of Boom, are no longer there anymore. They start off slow. They start off slow, but they tend to finish strong the second half of the season. When it's, when it's, you know, Pete Carroll's defenses tend to finish strong, okay? Same thing happened last year when Russ was cooking. He started out the first half of the season, but then when his production dipped, the defense picked up, okay? But, you know, let, let, let's, let's, now let's, now let's look at the Minnesota Viking game. Not a great day for Pete Carroll's defense. Not at all. Not a good day. All right. But it can only get better. And I believe it's going to get better. And I believe Russell Wilson is going to get better as well. People, you know, check this out. The Seahawks had 17 points in the first half. Zero points in the second half. That should not be happening under Russell Wilson's watch. No matter what goes on the defensive side of the ball, he is the leader on that offense. He is the leader. And here's the thing. We're in a league where, listen, you know, it's it's too hard to play defense. It's so easy for the offense now. It's so easy. So it, it's it's hard to keep a team under 24, 25 points. But see, when you have a quarterback that's like, that's supposed to be a top five quarterback, you expect that quarterback to be able to score at least 25, 28 points on a team that doesn't have a very good defense. Kirk Cousins is no scrub, people. All right, he is no scrub. Now he, he always puts up big numbers. 
He tends to not win the games that you expect him to win, but he, he's going to put up, put up big numbers. He's no scrub, people. And historically throughout his career, he's been a very good quarterback. Now, Russell Wilson, you know, hey, man, we expect you to put up more than zero. We don't expect you to lay a goose egg um, in the second half. And, you know, I had somebody tell me, well, you know, well, how many, how many, um, how many possessions did, did the Seahawks have on offense in the second half? I don't know if they said it like that, but on a profile, it looks like they said it like that. How many possessions did they have? Well, check this out. All right. If they're going three and out, that's on Russell Wilson. You know, I'm, I'm sick and, t- I mean, and I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Russ. I love Russ, you know. Here's the thing. Just because you love somebody or love something doesn't mean you get to give them excuses whenever they're wrong or they're beyond being corrected. Everyone can be corrected. Now, unless he's God, and I don't believe he's God, he's very religious, but he's not God, no matter how religious he is or shows or whatever. Check this out, man. You know, you you, you can't. Oh, man. Here's the thing. He holds on to the ball too long. And guess what? People blame the offensive line. You know. People say just because your two options that are running an out route or go route are not open doesn't mean everyone's being covered. Guess what? The running back is wide open right there. Do the short pass. I see Brady do do that all the time. That keeps the drive going. You know, you want to keep the drive going because especially when you know your defense is struggling. Especially when you know your defense is struggling. Or if your run game is struggling. you, You know, um... Change your snap count. Modify your snap count. You know, Russell Wilson is a 10-year, 11-year veteran. He, it's, he should be at the point where he's able to dissect defenses. Because after you're in the league and you're a consistent starter quarterback for 8 to 10 years, you should be able to read these defenses. Tom Brady said it himself in like year 12, year 13, that everyone's running the same defense. I've seen everything. Now, maybe that means Brady studies more than Russell. I don't know. Here's another thing, you know, you know, did you know if Russell Wilson was Dwight Howard, people would be really criticizing him hard. Check this out. Whenever Dwight Howard's teams will lose games and then it doesn't seem like he cares about losing. I think he cared about losing and winning. But whenever it seems like Dwight Howard was like just happy and stuff, people are like, see, he doesn't even care about the win. You know, Russell Wilson, check this out, man. Like it's if it if it's any other player that's not Russell Wilson or Tom Brady, and he shouldn't have the same privilege as Tom Brady. Brady has seven Super Bowl rings, all right? <laughs> been to nine Super Bowls. Russ been to two, lost one. Lost one to Brady. Through the interception at the one-yard line, should have handed the ball off the beast mode. But anyways, you know, with Russ, hey, man, like, we don't need to see you in your face next to Sierra's butt and stuff while she's dancing and stuff. We don't need to see all that after, after the Seahawks loss. You know, because, see, now it feels like, you know, it's like we don't see Brady. Do, well, Brady doing that stuff now, but he started doing that after six Super Bowls, man. That's what I'm saying. People, you know, other quarterbacks, they see Brady starting to let loose, and they feel like they have deserved that. No, you have not. You have not. You're not. Y'all are not on Tom Brady's level, man. That dude there is, like, psycho focus. You know. I mean, you can say what you want about Brady, but when that man is on the football field, he is ready. He's looking to eat your soul. I don't think Russ is at that point. And I think part of it is is that 
it's not enough players on that team that's going to hold him accountable. That's going to hold him accountable. That's the thing. When you had Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Michael Bennett, Earl Thomas, you know, they, they, they held Russ accountable. Marshawn Lynch, you know, all the, those veterans. Now, I'm not saying Bobby Wagner doesn't hold him accountable. You know, I'm pretty sure he does. Bobby Wagner is probably, you know, well, we don't have KJ Wright anymore, but Bobby Wagner is probably the only player on that team that can go to Russ and say, hey, man, what's going on? And maybe, and maybe Bobby Wagner has went and talked to Maybe they talk to each other because the defense is struggling as well. But um, if you're Bobby Wagner, here's the thing. If the fans already know that the Seahawks tend to start off like this at times, but they pick it up the second part of the season, Bobby Wagner probably is not going to say too much right now, you know. But um, I do trust Bob, Bobby Wagner as a leader. I trust Russell Wilson as a leader, okay. You know, and it's not, it's, sometimes it's how you lose. And there's no reason, there's no, it's inexcusable for the Seattle Seahawks to lose a game and they don't score any points in the second half. There's no defense that's great that like that in the NFL. I'm sorry, it's not. There's not a defense that is that great that can stop Russell Wilson, a Russell Wilson-led offense, along with Pro Bowl receivers like D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and a Pro Bowl caliber running back in um, Chris Carson to stop them from um, scoring. That should not happen. Should never happen. Inexcusable as long as Russell Wilson is out there on the football field. A healthy Russell Wilson at that. But Russ got to do better, man. I believe he's going to do better. I do. I really do. Um, right now, I still believe this team is going to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to win a division. It's still possible. Anything can happen. They have yet to play a division opponent yet, so we'll see. And... I believe they're going to, hopefully they'll take all their frustrations out on the 49ers. And then we'll just forget about this, right? But um, I think um, with, but right now I can't pick, I can't pick the Seahawks to make it to the Super Bowl as of right now. I still have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Brady is a killer. Seriously, he is. But I think Russ is going to do his thing. I think he's going to step it up, you know. I expect him, hey, the touchdowns that he's supposed to have thrown in the second half, hey, I expect him to throw use, throw those three touchdowns that he should have had in the second half, throw those in the first half against the Niners, and throw three more against the Niners. So he should have about, Seahawks offense should score about five to six touchdowns against the Niners to make up for last week. All right, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm looking forward to. So the Kansas City Chiefs have been figured out. The league has caught up to them. They have been figured out, people. Not figured out to the point where they are going to be, um, they will no longer make the playoffs. Because as long as you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill, you're going to make the playoffs. All right? You're going to be very, very competitive. I think their Super Bowl window has closed. You know, you remember when, when Patrick Mahomes won that first Super Bowl, the next season he came in the season, you know, he was talking about, or was it after he won the MVP, one of them? And he said, you know, he, do, he doesn't even really watch film. And everybody's like, he does all that and doesn't even really watch film. Oh, my God. You know, that's almost equivalent to a rapper or a songwriter or a singer saying, man, I don't even, I freestyle everything. I don't write anything down. And that's great. That's great. Only few can make it like that. But you still have to study. Even those who don't have to write anything down, guess what? They're writing it down. They're just not writing it down on paper. They're writing it in their head. But they're still studying. Jay-Z is like that, you know? Um, Biggie was like that, all right? But um, Patrick Mahomes, like, okay, you're not studying film, okay? And here's the thing. 
The way he played in the Super Bowl against the Buccaneers, you could tell he has not been studying film as much as he should. You could tell. Check this out. People blaming the offensive line. And yes, he did not have his offensive line. So guess what? That prevented him from throwing a lot of deep passes that he wanted to get to. Because when you're throwing the ball deep, the thing about it is you need your offensive line to hold this, to hold their ground. To hold to do that not well not a legal hold to where you get a penalty, but you need you're gonna need for them to block longer. But guess what? It's just like the Russell Wilson syndrome. Guess what? Run shot shorter routes. Or if you was able to read and dissect what the defense is actually doing, guess what? Call an audible. Run the ball. Do a screen. You know, if you see the defenders playing too far off, you know, how about, hey, how about you do a bubble screen, bubble screen? Or you have your receiver do a quick slant, you know? That's what I do on Madden, you know. But anyways, that's what other so-called experts say they should do. It's not just me because I never played quarterback. Never have, never will, unless it's on Madden or Tecmo Bowl or something. <laughs> but, um, you know, you, you see Tom Brady do it all the time. And what's amazing, why more quarterbacks just don't be like Tom Brady? But, um... Yeah, I think they caught up with him. You know, and the thing about it, Mahomes, you know, that, that no-look pass, like, you threw it behind your receiver. He ended up dropping the ball, and then the defender for the Chargers ended up picking it off. That's on Mahomes. Had he thrown a better pass, and he had the opportunity to throw a better pass, the guy was wide open. He threw it behind him. Interception. But here's the thing. If you're Mahomes, you've won an MVP, won a Super Bowl without doing much film study. You know, and here's the thing. Even if he does film study, he needs to be studying like Tom Brady. That should be the goal, right? And, you know, then also, hey, on the Madden cover, they had him and Tom Brady. Tom Brady's smart. Tom Brady said, here's the thing. There is such thing as a Madden curse. And guess what? He's going to be on there with me. Maybe he'll nullify it or he'll just be passed on to Mahomes. But with that said, I think the Chiefs have has been figured out. And I don't think they're going to win any any other Super Bowls. I really don't. Um, their defense is well. It might their defense might be in a situation where the Seahawks are in. But traditionally, you know, Andy Reid doesn't have that track record with his defenses. Where if they start off very very bad, getting up a lot of yards and points, it's not like they improve drastically over time throughout the course of the season. The only reason they improve over the course of the season two years ago when they won the Super Bowl because they, you know, they when they added Frank Clark to them. You know, they made a trade for him, but. You know, I think the league has caught up with him. I could be wrong. I could be right. You never know. When I'm right, I'm right. When I'm wrong, I'm dead wrong. <laughs> so the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, what well, every NBA team was doing their, um, what is it, their media day. And the Los Angeles Lakers, guess what, people? They have six Hall of Famers on their team. 57 All-Star appearances. They should win the championship, right? No excuses. Will LeBron James get his sixth, his sixth championship? Or is it his fifth? Will he get it? Got six Hall of Famers. Six Hall of Famers, people. No excuses. But by All-Star break, you're going to see all the excuses. You know, when, the, when everything is good right now for promotion purposes, they're promoting it. Six Hall of Famers. As if they're about to be like six Hall of Famers. You know, there's levels to this. If you've seen the movie Logan, all right, Wolverine is still badass. He'll still kick your butt, man. He's older now. Doesn't have as much endurance. He can't be great, you know, for 20 minutes. He's great for two minutes now. But in those two minutes, oh, he's awesome. You see, 
even though he moves a lot of steps slower and stuff like that, you still see the brute of Wolverine, the savagery. Even when he took that um that serum, oh man, he was a beast. But once the serum wore off, it all went downhill. Looking old like Larry Holmes and stuff. <laughs> all these old basketball players trying to advance is over now. Take it like a man against all odds. I love that song, Pac, Machiavelli. But um, when All-Star break comes, that's when the serum going to wear off. It's going to wear off before that, but by the time the trade deadline comes. That's why I think at least three out of the six is going to be traded. You know, people talking about LeBron and Russ, Russell Westbrook, they're hanging out, they're cool, yeah. And here's the thing, what I don't like is, see, Russell Westbrook, he receives a lot of blame over stuff that's not even his fault. And I, he's going to end up being the scapegoat. They, You know, if it doesn't work, he's going to be the scapegoat, unfortunately. And I don't like that, because I'm a big Russell Westbrook fan. That dude there, full of passion, man, he brings that energy, man brings energy every time he plays whether if he's hurt or healthy doesn't matter he brings that energy but I think they're going to use him as a scapegoat they're probably going to trade Melo and they're probably going to trade Dwight LeBron and AD still going to be there they'll probably keep Rondo probably keep Rondo but um I just don't see it I just don't see this really working that much I mean it's possible and if it does work, guess what, man? They're going to win the championship this year. Not going to win it next year. But they'll win it. Well, they'll make it to the finals. Now, I don't know if they're going to beat Giannis. Because all the firepower, the old, the Hall of Famers they have, none of them is going to stop Giannis. So if you're not stopping Giannis, then what, what are you doing here? Right? But we'll see. That's why they play the game, right? And speaking of playing the game, I mean, what in the world is going on with Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving says he's he still hasn't taken the vaccination, and that's his business, you know. And and, and I'm not going to jump down on Kyrie Irving's throat. Or that that is his business, man. You know, people are like he needs to share it with the public. I mean, we don't know if he has any underlying diseases that he doesn't want to share with anybody. I thought it was my body, my choice, right? It's supposed to go both ways on that, people. Not just when people disagree with you, you got to keep the same energy. But um. You know, I believe it's San Francisco and New York. They have the mandate, have it mandated where, you know, um, you, you have to be fully vaccinated, you know, um, to attend games or for the players. I have to do my research on that or whatever because I'm no expert in that. But from my understanding, I did read that the CDC did say that fully vaccinated and vaccinated people that they still... They, they recommend you still wear a mask when you're indoors. And last time I recall, basketball is played indoors. It's hard to keep within six feet, to keep more than six feet away from someone if you're trying to play defense and you're playing basketball. It's very hard to do, very difficult to do. All right. But um, so if the CDC says that everyone should be wearing a mask, but shouldn't all basketball players be wearing a mask? Yeah. And, and you look at the NFL, the NFL for players who are not vaccinated, they make them take a test every day, every time they come to practice. So what if Kyrie does that? Now, I could see if he says that he's not going to take the vaccine and then he's not going to allow them to test him every day. You know, but 
he's willing to go through that. And if he's willing to go through that, then why everybody is in, in such an uproar on that? That's him. You don't have to go through the test. They're going to do the test on him. And here's the thing. He has to be um, quarantined if he tests positive, I believe. And here's another thing. What, what if he wears a mask while he's playing? Under Armour, they, they have a mask that you can wear when you're doing your, your training and stuff. And you do running and when you're training. And, there, you know, I've seen some college players and I've seen some high school players. They are playing with a mask on. What if Kyrie Irving played with a mask on? Kyrie with the mask on. Um, and I also wonder, um, and I'm surprised Nike hasn't came out with one of Adidas, you know. I would think that would make a whole lot of money. But if he comes out there and he wears a mask, you know, and it's not just Kyrie Irving, Andrew Wiggins, um, Jonathan Isaac plays for the Orlando Magic. It's other players, um, Michael Porter Jr. You know, like, so what if they um, if they wear a mask? Because we're supposed to be masked anyway, according to the CDC. The CDC is full of experts, right? So shouldn't we be listening to the experts right there? And the thing about it is I'm not... I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not pro-vax. You, you, hey man, you do, you do you, you know. And it, you had a lot of people saying, "Well, Kyrie gonna take that shot now," cause they say, "Hey, players, they gonna any players who um who doesn't get the shot, they gonna and they miss a game, it's gonna come out they check, they won't get paid. He gonna take it now, like like people who who are actually saying that actually, for some weird reason, think Kyrie Irving and them have the same bank account." You don't. Kyrie Irving, as much money he's made, okay, he can afford he can afford that. In the words of Susie Orman, I do that because I can afford it. Like on her show, when people say, well, Susie Orman, you know, I want to buy a boat and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, let me see see your, see what your finances are looking like. They say, ma'am, sir, you can't afford it. Well, Susie Orman, I saw you do that and stuff. That's because I can afford it. You know? But check this out. Even when Kyrie was hurt and barely played, let me tell you something. With Harden and KD out there and that roster that they have, they were still number one, number two in the power rankings. So look, so it's not like their power rankings is going to dip all of a sudden. He could not play any home games and just play the road games that's not in San Francisco, which is only one time when they play Golden State. And Golden State shouldn't even be in San Francisco. Still be in Oakland anyways. But that's another story. But we'll see how this folds. But man, it's just ridiculous how a lot of these sports analysts are like. They're using their, um, you know, the voice that you use when you're fussing at your kids. They're using that voice on, on a grown man. I'm like, okay. Chill out. What you yelling for? Slow down. It's all been done before. It's that Alpha Levine. Y'all don't know nothing about that yet, do you? <laughs> okay, so whenever Jay Glazer says pay attention to this deal as far as with the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, and Miami Dolphins, you should pay attention. Jay Glazer knows his stuff, people. He knows his stuff. Like, if you don't believe me, go ahead and look at his record. I think, I'm telling you, I think Jay Glazer, he pretty much has, has the most, um, as far as efficiency goes, I think he has the best record as far as the highest percentage as far as uh, breaking stories, especially in the NFL. For real, people. Um, he doesn't get into all the gossip and stuff like that. you know. So normally if he said it, somebody said it for real. And it's close to happening. I remember when the this was a year before people 
thought even entertained the thought of the Fort, San Francisco 49ers now bringing in bringing Jim Harbaugh back. And he said that, yeah, they're not going to bring Jim Harbaugh back if they don't win the Super Bowl. And I'm like, as a Seahawks fan, I'm like, the rival with the rivalry with the Niners and Seahawks, and I'm like, how dare them? That that doesn't make any sense. I can't see that happening. And guess what? Jim Harbaugh was gone. And off he went. So I do believe that a deal is going to be happening pretty soon, maybe by the trade deadline, where Deshaun Watson is going to be traded. Most likely it's probably going to be the Dolphins, or whichever team he goes to, pretty much is going to be a team that Deshaun Watson wants to go to because he has that what I'm looking for he has that right which is drawn up in his contract where they can't just trade him to any old team he has to approve of it and you know for all this time people keep acting as if the Texans are just you know just trying not to play him because they don't want to play him and all this stuff because the allegations no Deshaun Watson drew blood first okay he said he threw the first lick he said I don't want to play for y'all because I don't trust y'all you know, to me, it kind of, it reminds me that it's a movie called Waiting, where the dude at the end of the movie, the main character, he uh, <laughs> he puts in his two weeks notice and says he's quitting. And then the manager says, yeah, whatever, you're fired. And he's like, no, I put in my two week notice. Yeah, you're fired. You don't belong here. You suck. It's almost like as if they're trying to do that. But I could be wrong. I could be a whole lot of right to people. But yeah. If Jay Glazer said that's what's going on, and guess what? He's going to be traded this year, people. He's not on the exempt list. He's still being paid for every game. You know, so the commissioner is probably like, why they keep bringing my name up? I mean, I have no evidence or proof to put him on the exemption list. He's going to play. Because I do believe, I strongly believe, if Deshaun Watson says, go up to Coach Cully and um, Nick Casario and says, hey, man, you know what? They buy guns, be buy guns. I want to play. I think they're going to let him play. I do. I really do believe that. Because, of course, you don't want to trade him. And maybe they're doing everything they can just to keep him there. And they're trying to make it work. And I can understand that. I can understand that. And as a Texans fan, I wish he would stay here with the Texans. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen, people. And guess what? Deshaun Watson is going to be gone. And he's going to be traded. Because in Jay Glazer, I trust on these situations. Now, if Jay Glazer is wrong, you know what? His percentage is still high, so it's like on the next story, I'm going to believe that too. But we'll see. We'll see. One of my favorite cornerbacks ever, Richard Sherman, has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was hoping the Seahawks was going to bring him back. Man, they could sure use him, but I get it. I totally get it. Well, I get some of it, but, you know, he's going to Tampa Bay, and and let me tell you something, man. That, bear, that confirms that they're going to make it to the, I'm going to say NBA Finals, that they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Any team that Richard Sherman's played on, all his teams, yeah, he's been a big contributor to them getting to the Super Bowl. Seahawks, they got the two. Niners got the one. All right? <laughs> so it's just quite possible that he's going to get another. He, he might get another one with Tom Brady. I would not be surprised. But I wish. He's. I believe he's always at his best in a Seahawk uniform, though. But that's unfortunate for my Seahawks. But, yeah, um... Uh, that's a good pickup for them. They have a couple D-backs hurt. One of the D-backs is supposed to be back next week on a couple weeks. But that's a good move having Richard Sherman, good locker room guy, a leader. No matter where he's at, he's a leader. Even when he's hurt, he is a leader. He's out there talking and inspiring others, teaching. What I always admired about Richard Sherman is that 
while in Seattle and even while he was in San Francisco, the younger DBs and the other players, you know, he was sharing a lot of knowledge and wisdom with them so they can become better. You know, he wasn't worried about them taking his spot because I feel like he believed that, you know what, I share my knowledge with them. That makes us better as a unit, as a whole. And hopefully they'll pay, pay that information forward. So I, I can subscribe to that. Richard Sherman, man, that dude there, man, big part, big, a big um, positive influence in within the culture of a locker room. You know what I'm saying? So that's a real good thing to have for that Tampa Bay team. And it also, he knows what it's like. When he was in Seattle, they won his first Super Bowl, and they got back to the Super Bowl the next year, but unfortunately they lost. But he knows what it's like to defend the to be defending your title after winning the first one. And I think that he's going to be able to help share some – good wisdom with the other players who the other players outside of Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski where this is their first Super Bowl and they're probably trying to get a get uh, get adjusted to getting the other team's best um effort you know to knock down because they want everybody want to knock down the champion right that's the highlight of a lot of team season even if they don't make the playoffs or they don't even if they don't win another game they can say well we did beat the champions so we did something right. And I think um, Richard Sherman is going to be able to help this squad with that. Be like, listen, you still got to break it because everybody's coming for you. You can't you can't half-ass it. You can't. So that's a real good signing by the Buccaneers. Man, they, they are doing some marvelous things out there. I think he's going to help, help that defense out big time. Well, the 2023 NBA champions, Houston Rockets, have started their media day and training camp this week. Yes, I said it. 2023 NBA champions. Watch out, world. Okay. This young nucleus of Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, okay, Christian Wood, okay, Alperian Singun. All right. This young core here, man, head coached by Steven Silas, general manager Raphael Stone. Guess what? Tillman Fatita, owner. Guess what? Number one Rockets fan here, Tavares Ellis. Well, I'm one of millions of number one Rockets fans. Guess what? NBA champions 2023, people. But still, Rockets in six. This team here, let me tell you, this team here is going to make the playoffs. They're going to be like a number seven, number eight seed, okay? And they're going to bring a lot of noise. They're going to upset somebody in round one, okay? If it's the Lakers, they're going to upset the Lakers, they're young and they're hungry. People talk about experience and all of that. Let me tell you what defeats experience, people. Even No matter how great you are, here's what defeats experience. Young and hungry. Okay? That's going to defeat experience. You remember when the Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning faced that young and hungry Legion of Boom Seattle Seahawks team? Young and hungry. You understand where I'm coming from? Do you? Do you? That's, you know, that's how you beat experience. Young and hungry. You remember when Loki came to um, Earth to try to take over and stuff, right? Loki has plenty of experience. Been living for over 10,000 years or whatever, right? Guess what? He ran into Tony Stark. Yeah, you might say he's old, but he's very, very young according to Loki's standards. You know what I'm saying? You have Captain America, Steve Rogers. Yeah, you say he's 70 years old, but he's been freezing cold, people. Bruce Banner. All of them, they're all young compared to Loki. Young and hungry. And they just got together, working out their chemistry and their kinks. Young and hungry. 
Here's another scenario. Check this out. You remember at the vent at the end of Avengers Endgame? Sorry for spoilers alert, but you need to watch it. Okay, they faced the Thanos that was ten years younger. All right, and they was facing an old fat Thor, old Captain America, older Captain. Well, he doesn't age, but an old Iron Man. Guess what? Thanos was wiping the floor with all three of them without the without the the Infinity Stone. Young and hungry. You remember when um. When the Michael Jordan Bulls defeated the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA Finals when Michael Jordan got his first ring. Yeah, yeah. Magic Johnson has more rings, been to more finals. James Worthy been to more finals. Byron Scott been to more finals. That whole team been to more finals than anybody on that Chicago Bull team put together. But guess what? You know why they lost? Those Bulls were young and hungry. Now let's go back over to the Houston Rockets. Young and hungry I'm telling you man and talented and skilled do I need to say skills check this out the whole starting five was triple threat Christian Wood Green Kevin Porter Jr they triple threats people now John Wall he's not going to be along for the ride he wants to leave fine here's the thing the beauty of that is that the prophecy of the Houston Rockets being 2023 NBA champions Guess what? Whether if Wall is there or not, there is there's no significance in that. Didn't change it at all. It's three players on this Rockets team that I know for sure that's going to be on it. But I'm not going to tell you because if I tell you, then you're going to tell somebody else. Seriously, my podcast get probably about five to six listeners per episode. But the moment the moment, the moment I reveal this secret, guess what? It's going to. It's going to get about a billion listeners. And that goes to show you how much I'm willing to keep withhold this secret. If I'm willing to sacrifice myself from getting a billion listeners and a billion and trillion subscribers. I'm going to keep this to myself. Because then you're going to have your team that going to try to be like, let's, let's give the Rockets everything we can to get that at least those three players away from that team. I'm not going to let it happen, Captain. You understand? Because I'm all about those Houston Rockets. All about the Rockets. 2023 NBA champions. You don't believe me? Don't believe me? Just watch. Hey. Do 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 Uptown. I'm going to say 24K Magic. Yeah. But here's the thing, people. Listen to me now. Listen to me now. Believe me later on. Houston Rockets 2023 NBA champions.